You're listening to the Life Coaching Secrets Podcast, episode 124. Did you know that life coaches are needed now more than ever? I'm Frank Macri, founder of Thriving Coach Academy. I've trained over a thousand coaches and helped them launch their own successful coaching businesses. If you want to make an incredible income and impact as a coach and have a lot of fun doing it, I'll show you exactly how to get it done. This is Life Coaching Secrets. What's up, coaches? In this episode, I'm going to talk about how to stop overanalyzing and overthinking. So if you ever feel like it takes you a while to make decisions or you ruminate on ideas and thoughts that you have, this is going to be especially useful for you. I'm going to share with you what are the signs that you or your clients are overthinking, what is the impact that overthinking can have on you, the different myths that you might have around decisions and what's really true. And finally, I'm going to go over how you can make bold decisions without overthinking and also put out more of your thoughts and ideas and content online without overthinking all of that. So before I dive into this episode, a quick update. We have a lot of exciting things happening within Thriving Coach Academy. One of the exciting things coming up is our very first in-person retreat that we're having in San Diego in September. So we're all getting excited for that. We have a bunch of our coaches and graduates who are going to be flying into San Diego for that. And I am pumped to meet our coaches in person and have a really fun weekend with them. Also, we are inviting you, if you're not yet a student in Thriving Coach Academy, you as a listener can join us for a free two-day weekend training that we call Coaching Fundamentals. You can join at no cost as a guest for the weekend. And this is a weekend where you can learn the foundational coaching skills that you need to know whenever you are working with clients. So there will be more information and a registration link in the show notes or description of this episode. Make sure by the end of this episode or right when it finishes, you click on that registration link so you can join us for that weekend. Again, it is no cost to you. It is a weekend event in September where you can join us. You can meet other coaches in the program. You can also start to learn how to coach someone from start to finish. So by the end of that weekend, you will know how to powerfully lead a coaching session, which is fantastic. So do take advantage of this opportunity because we don't do it very often. And uh, again, the link for registration and more details for that will be in the description and show notes of this episode. All right. So let's talk about overthinking and overanalyzing. Now, sometimes when you're working with your clients, they truly have a limiting belief or a limiting thought that might be holding them back. However, other times it's really not a certain thought that's holding them back, but it's the amount of thoughts that they are having ad nauseum in their brains. Sometimes clients need support in recognizing that it's not a thought that's holding them back, it's the amount of thoughts they're having. It's all the overthinking that could be their biggest challenge. So when you help your clients recognize this tendency they might have, it may actually support them in being able to resolve many issues that they're having in their life where overthinking is at the root of the stress that they're going through. Because when you can help someone handle their overthinking or overanalyzing tendency, 
it allows them to make more confident decisions and eliminate a lot of unnecessary stress and anxiety. Now, think about people right now that you admire, people that you really respect, people that you see to be very successful. Maybe they're also individuals that on some level you have envy towards because you really want to have some kind of success or accomplishment or result that they have. Well, I want you to know that those people are where they are as a result of decisions they made. They are where they are because of a decision or a series of decisions that they made. Okay, when you don't make decisions, when you stay in indecision or you keep lots of decisions incomplete and open, you are delaying your life for moving forward. You're keeping yourself stuck and stagnant, okay? So any successful person out there, they are not a result of their circumstances. They are a result of their decisions that they made. And decisiveness is one of the qualities that I believe makes up the most successful coaches. Out of all of the coaches that I've seen go through Thriving Coach Academy, when I look at what are the similar qualities that they all share, one of those qualities is that they are decisive, meaning they don't overthink, they don't overanalyze decisions, ideas, opportunities. When they are called to to do something, to try something, they do it and they learn as they go. So this episode will hopefully nudge you more towards that path of being a decisive person. So I want to talk about what are the different signs that someone might be overthinking or overanalyzing something. So one sign is excessive rumination. So this is when you constantly replay the same thoughts in your head and you feel unable to move beyond them. So you just keep going through this rumination loop, thinking about something constantly. Another sign is analysis paralysis. So this is when you feel so overwhelmed by all of the different options or choices in front of you, where you feel totally stuck from deciding on anything because you feel like you need to consider every single option and every single detail. So you might think something like, I need to do more research, or I need to think more about this, or I need to look at all the other options. This can really paralyze you and keep you stuck in a cycle of overthinking. Another sign is if you find yourself second-guessing yourself. So this is when you may start making a decision, but then shortly after you make the decision, you backtrack or you wonder if you are making the right call. Another really, really common sign is if if you have a lot of unrealistic what-if scenarios. So this is when your brain starts focusing on all of the worst possible case scenarios, things that are very unlikely to happen, but part of your brain fixates on them, even though it's very uh, unlikely they will occur, and it's, it's not even rational to have those thoughts, but your brain is coming up with all of these imaginary what-if, worst-case scenarios. Another sign of overthinking is avoidance. So this is when you avoid confronting a decision altogether um, because maybe you have a fear that you're going to make a wrong choice or you're going to regret the choice. And that's another sign as well, dwelling on regrets. So maybe you have previous decisions you've made that you think were mistakes or you regret making them. Of course, when you have a lot of previous regrets and you dwell on them, it's going to be very hard to move forward. So you just overthink instead. And then the final sign of overthinking is when you need excessive input from others. So this is when you are constantly asking others for their advice. What do they think? 
What are their opinions? And you think like you need everyone else's approval and validation in order for you decide on, to decide on something. So again, the signs of overthinking are excessive rumination, analysis paralysis, second guessing yourself, unrealistic what ifs, avoidance, dwelling on regrets, and seeking excessive input. So I want you to think about a decision right now you have in your life that is open or incomplete, meaning it's a decision that you haven't executed uh, on or you haven't followed through follow through on, or it's still something that you're thinking about or processing. Now, I, I guarantee that every single person out there, those of you listening, you have some kind of decision right now that you've just been staying on the fence with. Um, you haven't really decided on it. And I want to talk about the impact and the cost that overthinking has on our lives, because sometimes we think that it's okay to just let decisions stay open and not make decisions, but there's such an impact when you don't make decision, decisions in your life. So one of those impacts is that it prevents you from taking action and it causes you to move very slowly. So if you have certain goals, dreams, desires you have right now, your overanalyzing and overthinking is actually preventing you from getting there because you're not taking the action you need to take to end up having that opportunity. Okay. Another cost is that it exhausts your energy. So there's an energy that you expend on incomplete decisions in your life because there's a part of your brain that's still trying to decide on them. And if you really want to use the full capacity of your brain and its power, it's important for you to close those open decisions. So that way you can decide on something, follow through on it, and then reap the benefits of that decision and reap all the learning and the growth that comes from it. Another cost of overanalyzing is the opportunities that you miss out on. So when you don't make decisions, right, sometimes I think like for all the decisions in my in my business that I've made over the years and in my life, right, for all of the delaying that I've done in periods where I've had this overthinking hold me back, there are other people out there that are making decisions and getting ahead and moving forward. Okay, so you miss out on opportunities when you hold off on decisions and you overthink things. And eventually, when you realize all of the opportunities that you've missed out on, that leaves you with regret, which is which is a terrible feeling to have, feeling this sense of regret and knowing that you missed out on something that if you just decided, if you stopped thinking so much about it, you would have been able to enjoy the opportunity that was right in front of you. And it just was a result of your inaction that you didn't be able to enjoy it. And then lastly, delayed learning. This is another cost of overthinking and overanalyzing. So if you're someone that values growth, like me, I value growth. I really like to learn as much as I can, grow as much as I can in my life. It's one of my top values. Whenever you don't make decisions, it's like you're putting a big wall between you and the next big learning opportunity in your life, right? So for example... Someone might be delaying their decision to to reinvest in their education or go to college or enroll in a course that might be relevant to their career goals. And maybe they are just staying in indecision about it. They're not really sure. And as a result of that, they fall behind in their field and they miss out on job opportunities or uh, work opportunities because they've stayed in the indecision for so long. Or another example is if someone is hesitating to study abroad because they're not really sure if it's the right decision, and then in all that time that they're trying to 
figure out if it's right, they end up missing the application deadline and they miss out on having that amazing experience. Or another example is like if someone is spending a lot of time trying to decide on a vacation destination and they're overthinking it, well, the longer you wait, right, the, the more those prices of flights are going to go up and all the, all the travel expenses go up. And then it becomes a very rushed itinerary and it ends up costing you more as a result of overthinking and overanalyzing something. Like I have a, I love to travel and I have a, a big travel sheet that I organize for the whole entire next year's worth of travel. And I put in that sheet uh, the flights that have to be booked and all the hotels or accommodations that have to be booked because I want to decide on those as soon as possible so that way I can get the, get the best deal on on that and not end up having more expense. So one thought that I've chosen to take on as I've grown my business from zero to a million and beyond has been the thought like the faster I make, the longer that I wait on a decision, the more that's going to cost me, right? There's more that you will end up costing yourself in the long run when you overthink something. So just imagine like for all these incomplete and open decisions you have in your life right now, for every single day that you let that decision stay open, it's like you're just throwing money out the window. Uh, You're throwing your time out the window. And I don't like to waste my time and money. So I just know the sooner I can decide on something, the more of my life I'm going to get back, but also the more of my life I'm going to generate and expand. Okay. So those are the different impacts and costs that overthinking and overanalyzing has on someone. So there are some smaller decisions in our life that we might overthink, but there's also some more decisions that we might perceive to be more complex. So I want to go over different types of decisions that tend to lead to overthinking. And I want you to know that all of all of the reasons that these tend to lead to the overthinking is because of the perceived complexity of these decisions. So sometimes people think these are you know so significant and complex and carry so much weight, but that's all just in your brain. Okay, so here are some of those decisions that have a, a perception of being very complex and emotional decisions. One is a career choice. So de- deciding on your path, job offers, career changes. Another is relationships. So re- deciding to pursue a relationship or end a relationship can lead to extensive overthinking. Another is any major life change. So maybe it's moving to a new city or buying a house, starting a family. This often triggers a lot of overthinking. Next is uh, healthcare decisions like medical treatments, therapies, or all of that, Um, especially if it's dealing with serious health issues, someone might overthink that. Also, education and training. So deciding on an educational path or selecting a school, a program, a course, any type of further training uh, for, for people may lead to a lot of overthinking. Next, and I find this really interesting in, in our social media world that we live in now, social media posts. This often leads to a lot of overthinking, and I'm going to talk more about this later in the episode, and a lot of that has to do with people fearing judgment from others and really seeking validation. Um, financial matters is another area of, of overthinking, deciding on investments or significant purchases like a car or a home or retirement planning. People overthink those things due to their financial implications. And then there's things like parenting. So deciding on your children's education and activities and the overall way you're going to raise your children can lead to overthinking as well. 
Um, and then there's just your personal appearance, right? It might seem small, but there's this perceived complexity people have around it. Deciding what to wear, how to style your hair, different makeup you might apply. It can lead to a lot of overthinking where uh, so your appearance, whenever your appearance is emphasized. Now, I want to talk about what are some of the myths that people have around decisions that cause them to create so much stress. So again, think about the incomplete and open decisions that you have in your life right now. And I want you to notice which of these myths that you have. One myth is that there is a perfect or a right decision. So the, the truth is there is no such thing as a perfect decision. Every decision is going to have its trade-offs. And as long as you start thinking in the right-wrong mentality, you're going to keep yourself stuck. So what if instead of, of thinking that there is a wrong decision, you just decide that whatever decision you make is the right decision? Whatever decision you make is the right decision and you just find the rightness in that decision. So instead of holding yourself back by thinking, I need to know the right decision before I can do something, you just make the decision and you tell yourself, this is the right decision because it's the decision I'm making, period. Okay. Next, another myth is that more information equals better decisions. So this one's really big. It's definitely important at times to gather information, but too much information can lead to analysis paralysis. So you want to make sure you have a balance and you can prioritize getting the relevant information you need and then deciding from there. Okay. More information does not necessarily equal a better decision. It just leads to overwhelm. Another myth around decisions is that your gut feeling is not reliable. So you might have a gut feeling and then question it and go, wait a second, uh, I need to think about this some more. But really your intuition and your gut has so much value. There's a lot of insight there. Your brain processes a lot of information subconsciously. And these feelings can be based on that processing, right? All of the, the gut feelings that you have. So what if you started trusting your gut a bit more instead of just thinking that it's unreliable? Another myth around decisions is that, uh, this one's so big, avoiding decisions prevents mistakes. Okay, avoiding decisions prevents mistakes, right? The reality is avoiding decisions leads to missed opportunities and regrets. So if you're worried you're going to make a mistake through a decision, I, instead, what if you realize that by avoiding a decision, you are missing opportunities and you're going to have regrets, right? Not making a decision is itself a decision with consequences. I want to say that one more time. When you don't make a decision, that is in itself a decision and that comes along with its own consequences, right? So right now you're deciding not to decide on something and that is having consequences. How much longer do you want to be at the effect of those consequences? Next, another myth is that all decisions should be rational, realistic, and comfortable. This is huge, okay? So the thing with decisions is that Whenever you're making a decision that feels comfortable, it's going to lead to comfortable results, okay? So you might think, I, I don't want to decide on this thing because it feels uncomfortable. So I, I want to either make a decision that feels comfortable or I'm going to wait until this decision feels comfortable. The thing is, comfortable decisions lead to comfortable results. So if you want to grow, if you want to transform, that means that the decision will likely feel uncomfortable. But that doesn't mean that it's the wrong decision because it is uncomfortable. In fact, oftentimes the most transformational decisions in our lives 
are the ones that are the most uncomfortable. Like I know for me, when I decided to move across the world and live in China and I went by myself because I wanted to teach English for for a few years there, I knew that this was going to transform my life, but that was such an uncomfortable decision. If I just and I I was presented at the same time I was I was uh, exploring that opportunity. I was presented with the opportunity to get a, a very comfortable 9 to 5 office job with with lots of benefits and all of that and I knew like okay that was the comfortable decision but that's just going to keep my life comfortable. I want to grow. I want to have an amazing fulfilling life. So I went ahead and took the uncomfortable decision and no regrets. I would have had so much regret if I just stayed in my comfort zone. So are you deciding, right, are you right now avoiding a decision because it feels uncomfortable or because you think it's not, sometimes we use these words like it's not realistic or it's not, it needs to be more realistic. It needs to be more rational, right? What if it needs to be kind of wild and uncomfortable? And that's really what's going to uplevel you because you're being called to something for a reason. And when you can listen to that and lean into it, that's what's going to transform your life. And then the final myth around decisions is that decisions are final and irreversible. So there are definitely decisions that that are irreversible. However, most decisions can be adjusted or reversed if they're not working out as expected. So you might have a lot of pressure that you're putting on yourself with the decisions in front of you and think that you can't ever go back. For example, you might be deciding on quitting a job. Well, you know, if you quit the job and you end up not liking whatever path you take beyond that, you can always go back and and find a new job, right? There's always going to be jobs available to you. Or if you move somewhere new and you don't like the new location you move, well, you can always go back to where you were, were before. That's something I thought about when I was exploring the opportunity to move to China. I'm like, well, because I was living in Boston before that, I thought, well, if I don't like it, I can just come back to Boston, right? Like Boston's not going anywhere. I could always go across overseas, across to China, and I could, whenever I want, decide to just buy a plane ticket and come on back, right? If you enter a relationship, you always have the choice to end that relationship or leave that relationship. It, it's not, doesn't have to be final if you don't want it to be. So much that, so many of the decisions that you make can be reversed and that's fine. So I want to talk about now as well, your relationship that you have to decision-making. Because when it comes to decision-making, a lot of people express limiting beliefs and negative self-talk that makes it hard to make decisions. And as a result, you start to overthink and you overanalyze things. So I want you to notice as I go through this list here, what are some of the limiting thoughts that you might say about yourself in relation to your decision-making? Do you ever say to yourself, oh, I just, I'm someone who takes forever to decide, or I'm such a procrastinator, or I just can't make up my mind about things, or I'm a really, I'm really bad at making choices, right? When you have these thoughts, it's just going to reinforce an idea that you are incapable of making decisions. And that's going to lead to you lacking self-trust, right? Do you ever tell yourself, oh, I just always second guess my decisions, or I overthink everything, don't label yourself as an overthinker if you want to stop overthinking, right? Once you label yourself, it's just you put that definition there 
And it solidifies this notion that decision-making is going to be a challenge for you, which is going to contribute, which is going to contribute to ongoing indecisions. Or if you tell to yourself, you tell yourself, I never really know what's best for me, or I'm just indecisive, or I can't handle the pressure of deciding, or I always end up regretting my decisions, right? So notice which of those thoughts you have and just put a line in the sand and say, okay, that's what I've thought of myself up until today. Okay, so I want to give you a series of new thoughts that you can try on instead to start moving yourself forward in, in having trust in, the, in your decision making. So some of the thoughts could be, I am capable of making decisions. I trust my intuition. I learn from every decision. I can adapt and adjust. I make thoughtful choices. I am resilient. I love that thought. It's recognizing that you have the ability to handle the outcomes of all your decisions, whether they lead to a success or a challenge. You know that you have the strength to navigate whatever it is that comes your way, right? You can adapt and you can be flexible. Another great thought, I value myself and my choices. I really love that. It's about having this self-respect and affirming that the choices that you make reflect your values and your priorities. Another thought, I am empowered by decisions. It's so great, right? When you see when you see decisions as opportunities to take control of your life and shape your future, you start feeling empowered by decisions rather than afraid of them. Another thought is I embrace uncertainty. I am open to new experiences and I am worthy of making choices. Okay, so your opinions and your desires are valid. You are worthy of making decisions that align with your true self, all right? So whenever you make decisions, right, they lead to your growth. They lead to clarity. So the faster that you decide on things, the faster you can grow and the faster you learn. So again, think about an incomplete or open decision you've had in your life thus far. What would it take for you to close that decision in the next 24 to 48 hours? Like, What would it take for you to decide? What's the information? If you need information, what's the information you need? And how could you gather that within the next day or two so that way you can make an informed decision? Okay. Now, some of you might have a big block around making decisions because of the past regrets you've had. So I want you to think about time, a time when maybe you were you felt you were scammed or betrayed, or maybe you felt you wasted your time or money because of a decision you made. Okay? Or maybe it's just an overall you regretted something you did in the past. It's so important for you to be at peace with your previous decisions and not no longer carry the weight of the past on your future. Because if you do that, it's going to hold you back, okay? If you've got all this heaviness around being scammed and betrayed and wasting your time and money, it's actually going to hold you back from opportunities that are, that are in front of you, okay? So what is it that you learned from those experiences? How did you grow? What was the purpose of those ideas, decisions that you pursued in the past? The more you can put your energy on the lessons and the growth that you've had on those past decisions the more you're going to clear up all that energy that's been holding you back so you can make decisions to move you forward. Remember, all that you can ever make in life is a choice in any given moment. So in any given moment, the best you can do is make a choice. And after you make those choices, you can look back on them and decide if it was a regret or if it was a lesson. And ultimately, you get to choose what you label something. 
So if there's anything in life that you think was a regret, how can you see it as a growth opportunity instead? Like what would it take for you to get rid of all those perceived regrets and really honor the choices you made at the time you made them and decide that you can never make a mistake, you can only learn and you can only grow. So I want to end the episode with a little discussion around posting on social media and sharing content because this is an area I hear all the time people have a lot of overthinking about and they get really stuck. So I want you to think about a few things. If you ever find yourself second guessing what you're posting, maybe you're over editing pictures or captions because especially if you want to have an an online business which which would require that you put yourself out there online whether it be through a social media platform or a podcast whatever it is, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, it doesn't matter. There's going to need to be a relationship that you change with your ability to make decisions. So if you're constantly finding yourself stuck with this, I want you to look at what's going on here. So oftentimes, the reason why you're afraid to put yourself out there online is because you have a fear of what other people are going to think of you. So you might be telling yourself, oh, I need it to be perfect. I need it to be to uh, be you know, so amazing, but really perfect in whose eyes, right? Who, who's defining or measuring this idea of perfection that you have? And also, why does it need to be perfect, right? What if it wasn't perfect? Then what, why would that be a problem? What are you trying to prove? So ultimately, all this comes down to is what other people think of you. And one of the foundational principles that I, I believe is that people are going to judge you no matter what. So people will judge you whether you are living a fearful, small version of your life or you are living fully expressing yourself, sharing your ideas, and confidently being the person that you were born to be. So my invitation for you, if you struggle with putting yourself out there online and you're overthinking posts that you have, is to let people judge you. Let them judge the fullest version of you. You have nothing to prove to anyone. And at the end of your life, what do you want to look back on, right? I would much rather look back on knowing that people judged the full, confident version of me than knowing that they judged a very fearful, insecure version of me that held back. Because they're going to judge no matter what, right? So you might as well let people judge a version of you that you're proud of, okay? So that is what I've got in this episode on how to stop overthinking and overanalyzing. So there's a decision right now in front of you that you probably have not made. There's an incomplete or open decision that you've maybe been thinking about throughout this episode. I want you to think about closing that decision, getting it done. So if it's an opportunity in front of you, take the opportunity. If, it's, if you're dating and you're interested in someone, go ask that person out. Right? If you've got something that you want to share online that you've been holding on to, go post that darn thing online. If you've got an, off, an offer or a course or a podcast that you've been holding on to, go ahead and launch that. Get that into the world. Go and do it. Make those decisions so that way the next chapter of your life can open up to you. That's what I got in this episode. As a reminder, join us for our Coaching Fundamentals weekend. This is free for you to join. The link is in the description and show notes of this episode for you to register. And we'd love to see you there. I will be leading that weekend. I could meet you. We can teach you how to lead a session from start to finish. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Thanks again for tuning into this episode. And I'll see you in the next one. 
Hey, would you like access to powerful coaching tools you can use on yourself and clients right away? For being a listener of the podcast, I'm giving you a VIP guest pass to get a sneak peek into my coach training program. Inside, you'll learn our coach's secret tool they use to transform their clients' lives. And you'll also get a training on how to launch a coaching business. Just head over to www.thrivingcoachacademy.com slash VIP to get started. I'll see you on the inside.